Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. Happy snow day to all the kids out there. You get to listen to the ticket water cooler without sneaking off to the, uh, you know, using the, the the bathroom pass. You think that's what happens? In the, you think we're big in the schools? One hundred percent. There was there yeah. was uh, one teacher the other day that said that they had the show on in their classroom. Um, I think it was the happy hour. They had us on in, the, in their classroom, and the kids were like, what is this? <laughs> um, but no, the kids are listening to us now. I know yeah. they are, because their parents are. Whoever's working from home and has us just playing over their Alexa or their or their Google Home Mini or whatever, yeah. just say- Echo, just, Echo Dot. Yeah, just go, uh, Alexa, play 93.7 The Ticket. Or go, hey, Google, play 93.7 The Ticket, and it'll play. <laughs> hopefully everybody that hopefully if anybody was listening to it it, it made them play it again yeah yeah, yeah. they don't that, they don't that, that isn't necessarily lined up with your voice is it i mean so any voice could but not any not voice the, the alexa one doesn't yeah. the google one i th- well no the google one you have to say hey google oh yeah i don't know i know that my phone i know the phones are yeah the, if you say hey or if you just say the name, but I don't want to say it because I don't want my phone to go off. Yeah. The, the S-I-R-I, that <laughs> That's name. That's right. You can, it's like a child. You can spell it around Yeah, it you can spell and, and she won't know. Exactly. She'll <laughs> never know. <laughs> uh, but in any case, uh, what, are, what are your kind of feelings on uh, on the snow day? You, you had kids. Has it made it more difficult today on you? Uh, on me, no. On my wife, yes. Mm. I feel very bad that I left her alone with the two children, and she <laughs> kept giving me updates on how things were going. And... Uh, my children are little demons, apparently, yes. or at least one of them is. The other one's a toddler, so she's <laughs> she just does things. But KJ, I guess he's just causing causing havoc and a ruckus. Mm. But I, I feel bad for Rachel right now, staying home with the children. But hey, I had to drive, so yeah, you danger. Know, there you was risked that. your life. Well, she's risking her life with that. <laughs> <laughs> KJ's you, just throwing toys everywhere. Do you have to scoop? I scooped very little. It's very fluffy snow. It is. Like first off. Everybody be safe, and if you don't have to travel, don't. If you don't have to go out and get something, don't. Um, but it's very fluffy snow, so my, you know, big old GMC Acadia was getting through it pretty easily. I didn't oh, yeah. slip and slide very much. Um, got here with the all-wheel drive pretty safely. Uh, but now, you know, when I drove, the streets were not plowed. Now the streets are being plowed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, especially the side streets. That was what I was worried about because it was fluffy, but it stacked pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, my neighborhood uh, was not, and probably still won't be when I go back. Yeah. Like they take forever to get through my neighborhood for whatever reason. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> side streets are dangerous. Be careful out there. Uh, I as well. I mean, I noticed you know the usual traffic, not so much there. So I think a lot of people uh, got the work from home go ahead, which is probably more uh, easier to do these. Days. Days, right, mm-hmm. because you already kind of have a, a setup for that. So oh, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll kind of see in, in school. Uh, did they? They didn't really announce school to be off until this morning, right? Until like, this pretty, was kind of a surprise. Yeah, the the snow was not supposed to be this bad. Apparently, like uh, yesterday when I was picking up my kids from daycare, it was like very light flurries. Like yeah. I was like, yeah, we're gonna get like, like two to four. Yeah, we'll get like a dusting or something. Yeah. And then I wake, wake. Rachel wakes me up at six thirty. She goes, "Hey, it's six thirty. Um, you don't have to get up right now, but." 
it's covered in snow outside. Like it's very, it's a lot of snow. Yeah. So you need to find out if you're going into work or not. Who took down the Lincoln Dome? We had the dome up for a reason. The dome in Lincoln and Omaha broke. <laughs> Both of the domes Something are broken. Happened. And the domes became snow. The, uh, Lincoln and Omaha became snow globes. Mm. That's what happened. Because I, they had the the map, and Lincoln and Omaha were getting the heaviest snowfall, where the rest of the state was getting, you know, snowfall, but not as much. Yeah. I, I it, it, That's crazy. I, I, I did not expect it, and... Uh, uh, but did make it to work this morning. I'll probably have a backache later from uh, shuffling the snow, but that's all right. <laughs> just know. go relax on the couch. Yeah, a couple couple of days out of the year, uh, you just got to do it. Uh, let's get into the news. The biggest news uh, of, of last night, of course, uh, that kind of bleeds over to today is a four, uh, few Huskers, now former Huskers, no longer with the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alante Brown and Hunter Anthony, the big uh, scholarship names there. Uh, a couple other wider, or, excuse me, walk-ons as well, including Jared Sinek. Uh, who at one time was the number three quarterback? Yeah, our number Nebraska. three quarterback is gone. I don't yeah. know what we're going to do. <laughs> don't worry, there's that's like not like eight that's others not, in the room. That's not like a a, a slight at Jarrett Sinek. It's just no. He was the number three quarterback at one point last season. Well, maybe I mean if I'm Jared Sinek, that's that's a good time to leave and and say, hey guys, that's I mean that's who I am. Look, I was on the Division One roster. I almost played. Yeah, there, he was one one messed up slide, one one crazy tackle. From playing, and the crazy thing, the offense. As long as Casey wasn't, uh, you know, as long as Casey was hurt, it couldn't have got a whole lot worse with your. I think you would have done pretty well. Kid's got a cannon, all right. Yeah, all right. And Hastings, he put up like a million yards. Mm. Kid's got a cannon. He's a little undersized, but you know, Casey's a little undersized. I mean, he's. I think he's might be around the same height as Casey Thompson. I think they're both like six foot, but you know. Yeah, kids got a cannon, and I'm sure there are some folks out there that are they have their their list of players they expect to get cut, and they're saying I was right. And if you're one of those people, screw you! Don't make a <laughs> list of players that are getting cut. Remember that was popular on Twitter for a few days. Yeah, like, here's who I think will be cut. Here's who should not be on the team. Yeah, anymore. like great, Just whatever, random guy. That's I great am, call. Yeah, we're not going to give that any more airtime. I am heartbroken that Alante Brown mm. is no longer with the team. But, Cadillac Brown. But but. But mm-hmm. the door is not closed. Hmm. He could still come back. Yeah, there's always. We've and already seen I, two wide receivers do that. And I hope he does because yeah. I love Alante Brown for absolutely no reason. There really is no reason. <laughs> it's another one of my guys. There's no reason for me to like him, but I do. Well, and that's what I think. I think is is kind of interesting about it is he is your second leading receiver coming back or would would have been mm-hmm. uh, because uh, you know you have some departures there obviously in Trey Palmer behind Marcus Washington not a, not you know had a, had a few flashes uh, mostly just unflashy production when he w- was was in there um, but he's been a guy for years that was expected to contribute and he's had uh, you know kind of they, they put him back they thought well enough of him right away to put him on the kick return unit as we know special teams at Nebraska up until last year haven't been great yeah it was the kick return it was just the wave your hands unit yeah there was, there was no well that's returning. what the punt return unit was yeah. last year there's too, no so. there was no return unit it was no. the it was the punt catch unit and the kick catch unit that's what it was <laughs> And the blocking may have been left something to be left desired, but they rarely ever broke even one tackle either. So um, if if Alante Brown is indeed gone, he's off the roster right now. Again, it's it's weird that you say that because you know, with IGC and Xavier Betts, it's like well, you know, nothing's really ever official. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know. never really know. <laughs> uh, so and we'll we'll kind of see as we as we as we go through this thing. But of course, it's the first few names of many. Uh, that eventually are going to have to be filtered through the program, and you know, as as well as a job as Matt Rule has done, and as as great as um, 
I think even the idea is, it's still kind of hard to see guys, um, that, you know, that, that you were hoping for and, and to see more out of their Husker mm-hmm. career uh, be let go. But uh, it's, it's not time to cry. You know, they're they're, yeah, they're, yeah. All, they're fine and everything, but we will... Uh, Hopefully they'll land somewhere. They'll, yeah. they'll land on their feet somewhere. But yeah, it's, it's hard to see these guys who you were hoping to see a lot more from more than likely it's going to be some guys that probably haven't seen much playing time uh some guys that you were excited about more than likely uh when they did sign or anytime you heard their name i mean everybody has those people kind of like you know like me with a lot of the players where there's really no reason there there was very little or no production from these players but for some reason you just grew attached to them so there, there's going to be some players like that there's going to be some some fans who um are sad because they wanted to see what this player, what whatever player could do in a Nebraska uniform. But there's going to be a lot of players who, who um, more than likely didn't see much playing time, if any, at Nebraska and, and probably won't by the time fall camp rolls around. And with the Hunter, Hunter Anthony transfer, it does too um, really – print a bad light on what they were able to do with that offensive line class. Even with Hunter Anthony, that transfer class from last year, where it was, it, was, it didn't take a genius to identify, okay, the offensive line's a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to bring some guys in. They weren't able to do it. Um, and now both guys that they did bring in played sparingly and left. And, and so it didn't help out the offensive line too much. Uh, and, and, are, and now that, that chapter is kind of closed. Obviously, this season is, is a different approach. Um, have added, uh, you know, a big piece there on the offensive line. A few big pieces. Ben Scott, uh, you think is 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 basically a surefire bet to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Jacob Hood, the big uh, more of a more of a uh, I want to say a project, but more of a developmental guy. I don't know if he starts yeah, right away. Yeah, probably another year. Yeah. Um, but still a big piece in moving forward with that offensive line. And of course, the biggest uh, additions are guys that just. You know, weren't available to play last yeah, year. Yeah, guys coming back from yeah. injury or guys Teddy who Prohaska, just couldn't play. Uh, Norton Nuelli. Um, so that offensive line, it's still, I mean, we talk about all these other flashy things, and that was kind of my problem with last year was, okay, there's a, there's a lot of flash going on, and some of the flash turned out to be great. Trey mm-hmm. Palmer has records now at Nebraska. Um, Casey Thompson put up some crazy stats. Yeah, and if he would have been healthy, who knows where this that season would have landed. Um, but, again, that the health of Casey Thompson, part of that problem, <laughs> was the, the inability to... To address that on the offensive line, strangely enough, after all of that, the offensive line coach is the only one retained out of everybody. Um, and you know, who knows the inner workings behind that? There was kind of a chatter about whether you know he had enough of an opportunity at, with the time he came in to recruit mm-hmm. uh, offensive linemen. In any case, but uh, we can talk about all the flash and the and the excitement. Still, that offensive line is going to be, um, especially with this offensive style that they're moving toward, the key to getting off to a good start, to avoiding the slow start that he had, you know, at his other stops at Baylor and Temple. They'll be under a microscope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the offensive line play is going to be something that's focused on a lot more than just about every other position, every other um, area on this football team, just because... You know, you you like you said earlier, you brought in two transfers last year, and they're both gone now. Um, you retained your offensive line coach from last season, you know, claiming that he didn't have enough of a chance to recruit, enough of a chance to develop his guys in a way that he wanted to. Um, so you kept him around because you believe in his his work ethic, his tenacity, and what he's going to do for your offensive line. That's great, but you're going to have to get off to, to to one heck of a start, at least on the offensive line, to make. And again, it's the 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 fan perception 
means something, but it doesn't mean a whole lot within those halls. Like they they they're not sitting there like, ah, oh, well, you know, there were 15 fans who didn't like the offensive line production. It's like, okay, well, did we win the game? And well, did they did they do enough to to get us a victory and keep our quarterback upright? Yeah, sure. That's all that matters. It doesn't really matter how much the fans complain about it if it's working. So it's it's imperative that they get off to a, a fast start on the offensive line just to show that there is some sort of improvement and keeping him around wasn't just for other reasons. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to mention the reasons. Everybody knows. <laughs> right. Everybody throws their own things out there. Well, yeah, well, it's the same thing. You're right. I mean, that is the, <laughs> that is the, the stuff that's going to be hanging around uh, for a while. Um, but it is, you know, and, and you and I both agree. I think the offensive line did improve as the year went on. It's It did not make its massive steps back toward probably being deserving of the pipeline moniker. Um, but, you know, that's part of the reason. I mean, that's part of the reason um, they are – heavily scrutinizes because Nebraska fans know what a good offensive line looks like. And mm-hmm. it's just oh, been a great offensive, what a great line. offensive line looks like. And it's just been a long time since you've had some of those names that have, have worked out at Nebraska. And it's kind of been interesting because they've been able, uh, you know, from the high school ranks and into the NFL, it's kind of been pretty good. They've been able to get four stars out of high school and then usually once an offensive lineman leaves Nebraska and goes to the pro ranks, they do pretty well. Has a decent career. Very strange. But it's it, it just has that middle ground. It's been <laughs> great at Nebraska. High whether, school, eh, NFL. <laughs> yeah, which is it's it's just weird. Um, you know, I still kind of think back to the, the the best lineman outside of Cam Jurgens. I was I was I was saying Cam Jurgens probably the best lineman since Spencer Long in 2012. You know, that's a it's a gap of about mm-hmm. ten years. That's a long time. Well, who's who's the uh, uh, Nick Nick Gates? He's with the Giants, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, he, you know, at Nebraska, pretty good. Okay, yeah. and with the Giants, he was a captain in his like second or third year, and then he broke his leg. But he came yeah. back. He played a couple snaps this year. Oh yeah, or he played a couple games this year. So, and, and they think the world of him. It's so strange to see these guys, like you said, have have success in high school to the point where they're four stars positive not, not really five stars but four stars high three stars they come to nebraska they play okay the offensive line is heavily scrutinized everybody complains about how bad the offensive line is how they can't run the ball how the quarterback can't stay upright then they go to the nfl and it's like oh look he's a starter in his third year like it's so weird the the development from high school to college it, it, it's almost non-existent, but then when they leave, somehow if they do get drafted for whatever reason or if they go undrafted, they're able to produce at a high enough level that they stay on rosters, that they that they possibly become starters on, on NFL offensive lines, and that's hard to do. Well, and it's interesting, too, because they've, you know, it's not like Nebraska just, you know, they just sat around and got worse at Nebraska. There might, might, must be something with cohesion or just being put in the right place or something uh, that's been holding them back. Uh, now, with this offensive unit, too, it is, it's worth noting, like when Scott Frost jumped in and, and, and was recruiting all these giant offensive linemen. And, and that was the one part of early Scott Frost returns that I that I thought – well, they're not exactly winning on the field, but look at this these <laughs> monsters that they're building up on the offensive line, and it just never got going. It continued to be one of the biggest problems under Scott Frost, and part of that was probably somewhat changing the offense, too. Remember, they were bringing in guys that, yes, you know, were listed six, you know, Six eight whatever and and pretty and pretty big, but they were were lean and and, and you know his offense was telling was was kind of calling for offensive linemen to be ho- no huddle move quickly not necessarily road graders mm-hmm. uh, and you know kind of switched 
a little bit with the with the, the uh, down the, the, as the time went on, they just did less no huddle. Uh, it just wasn't working with the with the personnel that they had. Uh, I don't know if they ever necessarily became a road grading offensive line, <laughs> but that's what they're going to ask for in this next staff. So mm-hmm. it's not just okay, n- you know, not great offensive line play. Uh, does that carry over? Now you're asking guys that were recruited for a, you know, a lot of them kind of the no huddle, up tempo uh, -tempo offense. You're going to have to run, run, run. Turning into a road grading offense with four running backs in the, in the pile that we expect to get a lot of carries. They're, they're asking these guys from, from, you know, pulling and running down the field and, and blocking guys in open space on screens or just, you know, in open space on, on reverses or whatever. And these, these quick offenses to playing in a phone book. And it's you and this guy, and you have to move him now. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what some of the holdovers on the offensive line, if they're able to make that transition, and maybe they're built better for that type of offense than they were for a Scott Frost type of offense. So um, we'll see how many guys that were, were starters on last year's offensive line or guys that were supposed to be starters on last year's offensive line if they end up making the start um, with the new Matt Rule era. And, um, I mean, all we can do is is sit back and watch and see what Donovan Riola has up his sleeve. Yeah, and, of course, I mean, we talk about the road grading, and that mostly goes to run blocking. Um, pass protection, you know, with the tackles has been certainly a problem in the last couple of years, too. So um, it, 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 it's a... Uh, it's a lot they're going to be looking for, uh, but it's a clean slate for everybody. Uh, you know, you feel with the new coaching staff coming in, maybe a little bit less for that offensive line because Donovan Raiola's got a taste of what a lot of those guys can do. But like you said, maybe in a new offense, maybe looking for some different things. So mm-hmm. uh, that will be part of under the microscope as the all of Nebraska football is <laughs> as we all anxiously await for uh, spring to start and get back into that spring game. All right, let's take a quick break here on the ticket water cooler. Thanks for listening to us here on a snow day. We'll be back uh, with more sports talk, uh, let's jump into a little bit of uh, NBA talk as All-Star Weekend approaching. Yes. How about this? Nikola Jokic favored to be an MVP halfway through the season. That'd be three straight MVPs. No way. We'll see. We'll talk about that coming up next year on Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.